welcome to On the Brighter Side. I'm your host, Monica Tanner, and I'm so excited to introduce my guest today. She is a good friend of mine. We met at our little girl's gymnastics training, and I saw her walk in and thought, I think that I could be friends with this woman. So anyways, I went up to her and introduced myself, and we got to be friends watching our girls compete in gymnastics, which has been so much fun over the past year or so. And I'm really excited to have my friend Christy Brewer on the show. Hi, Christy. Hello. So you go by K Mighty. I love that nickname so much. I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and what you do. All right. So I am, I guess in a nutshell, I am a elite weightlifter. And that is not powerlifting, not bodybuilding. Weightlifting is new, a different sport, not super familiar. Snatch and clean and jerk. I'm an autism mom, which many know me from, and I am a co-owner of a small business. Awesome. So tell me where the nickname K-Mighty came from. So K-Mighty. Growing up, I've always been small, and I've always just kind of had to hustle. And you know that famous quote, like, she is small but mighty? I love it. It's, and in, so, my, it's in my room. Really? Yes. I loved it. I've always, that's just something that's defined me as being small, but I've always Hustled. And so I just love that quote and the combination of K Mighty. So cool. So tell us more about weightlifting. Like, how'd you get into it and what does it entail? Okay. So it's kind of funny. People ask me all the time. I'm old <laughs> for this sport. I am 37, and most people in this sport has start when they're in their either their teens or their 20s, and generally most are done by my age. But I found it actually at it when I was already a master. And so, just a little backstory: I started CrossFit when uh, to lose my baby weight. You know, the the last 10 pounds that no one can lose. And so I was super excited. I went to CrossFit to lose the 10 pounds, and I ended up gaining 10 pounds because I started working out and lifting. And I had a weightlifting coach tell me, "Hey, you should probably you should try weightlifting." Uh, you're built for it. Let's try it. And so I, he finally convinced me to solely focus on weightlifting. And that's, I made the switch because really I don't have a ton of time in my day and I wanted to focus on one. So that's how I found weightlifting. That's awesome. So tell us about your training schedule. Cause to follow you on Instagram, it looks like I, it looks like you train every day, but it seems <laughs> like you train so long every day. So tell us like kind of what you do for training. Yes, I do train a lot. I actually have between six to nine sessions sessions a week. So Sunday's my rest day. I don't train on Sundays. But Monday, Wednesday, Friday, often I will do two-a-days. And so I'll either get up early and get in just a quick session... But generally, yes, it's crazy. I drop my kids off at school and then I will come home, I will work and I will get in a two to three hour session. And those are my solid hard sessions. And then back to mom life, pick the kids up and then it's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. So what's your diet like? I mean, do you just eat crap tons of protein or what do you eat? <laughs> this was a huge mind opener for me because growing up, Fats were bad. Carbs were bad. And so my view of what was healthy, what was necessary was salads and chicken. And like that's what you ate if you wanted to have a lean, you know, toned body. But as I got into CrossFit, I realized and started getting more into nutrition that it truly is protein, carbs, and fat. And so I do. I eat a well-balanced. And for me, when I say well-balanced, it's like the actual food. So I try not to eat meal replacements. I don't eat pre-made shakes or pre-made foods. It's like this is my actual, you can see like this is my meat and my carbs, you know, rice or potatoes and a vegetable. Awesome. (laughs) So you hold all kinds of titles. Tell me about some of those titles and how they were achieved. Okay. I am a master's 
world record holder. <laughs> I guess that would probably be the biggest one. Masters in the world of weightlifting is once you turn 35, you're considered a master, which is like the old people group. <laughs> and so... Wise. Wiser. Right? Older, wiser, stronger. That's what I say. So I broke multiple world records when I competed in New Zealand. And that's when I became a world champion. And then in the senior division, which I'm more proud of being... At the level I am as a senior, because that's the open division, and there's no risk, there's no division, it's open. So it's any age, but we always compete in our weight class. And so in the open division, I'm ranked currently fifth in the nation out of all weightlifters in my eight or weight category. And so that to me is one of my most proud moments. That's awesome. Cool. So that's my next question is of all the accomplishments, what are you the most proud of? So that is, and it's unique, and why I'm most proud of it is because I. I'm actually the oldest female ranked the highest in the entire nation as a master's athlete. That is so cool. So my next question is just, do you ever wake up in the morning and think, I am not training today. I just don't want anything to do with it. I quit. It's over. I'm done. And then how do you just like bust through that and go train anyways? I do. Often, because I'm tired, either, you know, just being up late with the kids or with work. And so for me, it's, I have a coach and he gives me a program. And I've always been someone, if I've committed to do something, I will do it. And so I know that I have to tell my coach how my training went each day. And I don't want to be, I don't want to train. And his question is, well, why? And for me to just be like, well, I didn't want to, or I felt tired. Like, that's not a reason. That's an excuse. And so he always tells us to differentiate, differentiate between a reason because we always have reasons like I'm sick or I'm there's actually something physically hurt or there's excuses which are something that we made up and we should just push through it so awesome (laughs) so tell me about a failure or a time when you didn't perform as well as you'd hoped uh this is very recent and it's hooked I, so at the time I was actually ranked third in the nation and I had an opportunity to compete and qualify for Team USA. So I had an opportunity to represent. So is that Olympic? It, so not the Olympics, basically to get to the Olympic level, you have to compete at an international level. So there's, we have world level world teams, Pan Am teams, and you have to compete in those world teams before you can compete in the Olympics. Gotcha. But it is, it's a world event. And so the people who compete in the Olympics are there, like Russia, China, they're all there. And so it's the Olympics, it's just not at the Olympics where all the other sports are there. And so I had an opportunity and I was ranked third. They take top two, potentially one or two. And so I was ready. We trained. I was super excited. This was a big opportunity for me. And, but with weightlifting, everything has to come together at the right time. You have to peak. You have to like feel good and your body just, everything has to perform at the moment. And they didn't. My body didn't show up and I made my openers, but I didn't make the necessary lifts to get the total I needed to make the team. So I was crushed. I was super frustrated. We had taken months, my coach and I, to get there. (laughs) And I was like, I'm tired. I'm done. Like, I'm too old for this. Like, no one will care. I'll just be done. I'll just go have babies. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, And so I... I did, you know, it's even at this age, you get like so frustrated and it's something my daughter always asks and that's what I, and I can talk to her and I give her like a personal experience of, I failed like, and it sucks and I want to give up and I did. I so wanted to give up, but after you kind of go through the acceptance phase of like, I, I, I failed and it's okay, like now what we can do to go forward. And so for me, it's just understanding that it's such, it's a long road, it's a long road, long journey and not every competition is going to be awesome and so we're moving on 
on. And now we're going to go to nationals and there will still be another opportunity to try out for a national team. So is there something you say to yourself to pick yourself up? Is it your coach that helps you get through that phase of where you're you're just really wanting to give up? Or how do you get yourself out of that just disappointment and wanting to give up? I would say for me as a mother right now is... A, I do. I do take some time. Luckily, I was traveling by myself. (laughs) And so I take the moment to just per se, if it's crying and just like go through the emotions of sadness and then realizing, okay, like what do I want long term? What do I want? What do I want to succeed in the big picture? And so like, yeah, this competition didn't go right. And then just kind of getting back into small steps. And so it did. Like at first I didn't, I came home and I didn't want to train, but I forced myself to go to the gym, just move the barbell, get moving. And eventually like it starts to feel better. And you just, at first you just have to force yourself to do it even when you don't want to. And then talking with my coach, we just, we went we went back to goal setting. What do you want to do? Here's your big picture. Now let's break it down. And so we went back to setting some goals and um, how can we achieve them? Cool. Who inspires you the most? <laughs> Who or what inspires you? I would say, I keep going back to it, but for my, one of my biggest inspirations is just my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my youngest daughter specifically, she's autistic. And so simple, basic things of life have been extremely complicated for her. Like walking, potty training, talking. She's still nonverbal. And this girl takes on the day with the best attitude. She's the happiest kid alive. And then I realized, you know what? I'm getting so frustrated over, per se, like not making the national team, not having ripped abs, not, you know, things that are in the grand scheme of things, not. Let me go back. I think what we all want at the end of the day is to be happy. And this girl lives a simple life and she is so happy. And so when I get frustrated, I realize I'm focusing on things that are complicated and I'm making them complicated. And I lost track <laughs> of my motivator is my daughter, Kalea. Yeah. Like she's happy and she just finds joy in the simple things of life. And she also is a fighter. Like every day this girl will defy her odds of making friends. And like her life is just much more complicated, but she doesn't let it get her down. Most of the time. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So you mentioned your daughter with autism and then you you kind of started this movement called Ah oh, Yeah and I would love for you to tell us <laughs> all about it. Okay, so yes, as I mentioned, Kalei is autistic and when she was first diagnosed, it was extremely hard. I went through a complete... Was that at birth or did you not find out She later? was diagnosed at two and she's actually been in therapy since she was 10 months old. Mm-hmm. So it's been a... <laughs> It's been a long haul. She's only six. Yeah, she's only six. And in reality, we have a really long journey ahead of us. When she was diagnosed, like I said, I was, I went through a denial period. I was completely embarrassed. I felt like I failed as a mother and it was completely my fault. And as she grew older, I mean, it was, she was younger. She wasn't in school. She was just kind of living in like our family bubble. No big deal. But as she gets older, you go to school, you get around kids who start talking. And she began to be labeled as weird. Um, When we moved to... I'm sorry I get emotional because it's hard. (laughs) When we moved to our house in Meridian, a little neighbor girl called her weird and told her mom, all all four of us were in a doorway. And she said, mom, I don't want to play with her. She's weird. And she turned around and walked away. And it broke my heart that at five years old, kids are already being labeled as weird and unacceptable. And I too get these labels because as a woman, I'm strong and I have lots of muscle and my body is very different and I do different things. And so I've also been called, you know, like weird I've been called a man I've been like my my body's fugly like just rude you know and and so it just made me realize that 
more so for these children. Like for me, like whatever, like I'm confident enough in who I am that I can wash it off. But children can't. And it's, that's hard. And to be called weird to your face. And I just wanted to create and celebrate the beauty of being different. And in reality, we're all different. We're all weird. Like we all have something that makes us different. So true. And weird and unique. And it's great. And we should be celebrating. We should celebrate the fact that we're different. Mm -hmm. And so we created Aya. AU's for autism. And Nya is for the positivity. And we want to celebrate the beauty of being unique, being different, and not just like, woohoo, hoorah, but like, we all fail, we all struggle, so let's help each other. Like, how can we build an environment where you can share what you're struggling with and bond with people who've gone through it and just encourage each other to keep going? So that's Aya. And so you have a line, you have t shirts, right? Right now we have t shirts, yeah. Cool. Very cool. I want, how do, how do we get t shirts? <laughs> So it's online. Right now it's online, auya.co, because someone took the com. (laughs) And uh, one of our signature t-shirts is Normal is Boring. And that is after Kalea, because we, I love just like, just be yourself. Don't try to fit in, be yourself. Yeah. So tell me what Kalea has added to your family. I know autism has affected your family strongly, but you said she's just so happy and positive. Mm -hmm. And how is that? really added to your family life it's added a ton a lot of it is it's changed me as a human my heart has as cliche as it sounds i took a beating i well let me step back i thought i was like the perfect mom like this is easy i got it and then because my first daughter was easy per se like she hit the milestones if i tried to do something with her she got it and then clay came along and i realized like wow this is a lot harder and she's struggling i'm struggling and so it just made me realize that just because something looks like it is on the appearance is generally not how it is behind the scenes i think it's a lot of instagram is we see this curated life where but you don't see the whole picture and so it just made me where I try to be more accepting of others for exactly that for being different I love that so we'll for sure link to aya.co in the show notes but how else can we find out more about aya and follow along we're on instagram <laughs> as everyone is we're on instagram and facebook as aya.co awesome so tell me what you're working on now either personally or professionally that you're the most excited about so professionally and weightlifting I'm working on well current like the closest goal is now so we're gonna we're training for nationals and then long term is yes also a national team and then I want to break a double body weight clean and jerk which is huge for a female there's only five in the entire U.S. who have done it wow. and so that's one of the goals that I have for me personally and then professionally with Aya we're kind of taking another step direction to how we are what I've seen is that confident people like to help people confident people are happy happier and able to spread kindness where hurt people tend to lash out and so at the at the bottom of confidence and kindness how can we help people be more confident in kindness and so we're trying to we're putting together a planner and a steps and we want to build seminars around how can we truly become more confident and provide like a step and a plan to help people including myself because <laughs> yeah. I think we can all become um, help ourselves to truly become like more confident I think it's something you have to work on daily yeah and again not just the fluff like motivational hoorah but like you know what life does knock you down and how can you get yourself back up yeah well I would love to help and support you in that if you would have me <laughs> yes for sure I'm always teaching my kids that you know they'll come home and tell me about 
somebody who said mean things at school or something. And I always try to remind them that hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And so if somebody is being unkind to you, they probably just need a friend. They probably, you know, are going through something or somebody's been mean to them and that's what they've, you know, been, what's been modeled for them. Exactly. And so if you can be kind to them, sometimes that will break through any barrier that that they have. I mean, I always think to myself, I mean, I hope I never find myself in like a hold up situation where somebody's pointing a gun at me, but I feel like I would just want to say, can you put your gun down? I, w- I just want to give you a hug, <laughs> you know, like I'll give you my wallet, but let me give you some love too. Because hurt people hurt people. And you're right. It's those confident people that, you know, have been loved and have been shown, you know, unconditional love and kindness who yep. are typically the ones who can go out and be kind to others. So I love that you're working on that. Would love to help you. So tell my listeners where they can find you and follow you and support you and all that you're doing. <laughs> okay. So online, I'm Mighty at K underscore Mighty. There's also uh, on Facebook, but I'm definitely more active on Instagram. So, and it, I, I want to share my whole life, not just weightlifting. And honestly, more people want to see my kids because Kalea is <laughs> hilarious. Um, being a nonverbal child, she is like, definitely she has her voice. It's just in expression and body language and she's hilarious. And so I'm online and it's fun. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming to taking the time to talk with us today. I know you're busy with all that you're doing, but I have loved having this conversation with you and we'll get this out to all my listeners. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Didn't you just fall in love with her in that interview? I loved how candid she was about training and having a child with autism and how that totally rocked her world and how it's such a blessing to her today. Shortly after I recorded this interview with her, she posted some pictures of herself and somebody called her masculine and fugly, I think were the word. And I just wanted to reach through the internet and punch that person in the face for thinking that they can hide behind the veil of the internet and say whatever they want. My girl, Christy Brewer, is absolutely gorgeous and she has earned every muscle and every fiber in her body with hard work and dedication and there is nothing masculine or fugly about it. She is absolutely beautiful. So I just want to wish her, and I hope that you will all join me in wishing her the best of luck in nationals coming up. She has been working so hard, and I know she's just going to crush it. And also, I'm so excited that she got to share with us about Aya, because I think what she's doing with Aya is absolutely amazing. And so if you can swing it, go to Aya dot co a u y dot c o and we'll link to that in the show notes and purchase a shirt that says normal is boring because I think it's so important for us to teach our kids that normal is boring that we are all different and we all have something so important to share and life would be boring if we all looked and acted exactly the same way so bravo for Christy for being a champion of this cause and I'm excited to see the workshop and things that come out of this as she teaches other people how to celebrate differences and be kind to others, especially those who are different. So I am so grateful to be able to call Christy my friend and I wish her all the best in everything that she's working on. The two of us sit on the board of an organization called the Community Kindness Movement and so I'm excited to work with her on that. That's at the elementary school level where we teach children how to be kind 
mind. And so I'm super excited to see where that takes us and want to thank her for her time and her willingness to serve in positions like that with everything else that she's doing. So next week, I'm really excited. We're going to bring it back to Bachelor just for a second, and we're going to interview the Ben Higgins. So if you watch Bachelor, you know who he is. He's one of my very favorites. And if you don't, you'll just get to know an awesome human being. So tune in next week. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review if you get a chance. And until next week, have courage, be kind, and stay on the prayers.